Are you a chiropractor with a struggling practice, having a hard time finding and keeping patients? Is your staff falling short of expectations? I'm Dr. Scott Sawyer, and DC Trainings has the answers that you need. So tune in now and find out how. Hello, and welcome to DC Trainings. I'm Dr. Scott Sawyer. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. I welcome you, and it's going to be a great topic today because as we move through Module 5, today is another big step where we're going to talk about the 10th visit checkup. Now, just to frame this, because this 10th visit checkup is a big uh, checkpoint, and in chiropractic, there's a phrase that says, that person needs a checkup from the neck up, right? <laughs> Meaning that maybe they're subluxated above the atlas. And that's kind of what this is about today. So I thought that would be a good way to kick it off in the sense that, uh, you know, sometimes we just want to see where our patient's headspace is and how they're perceiving their results with their chiropractic care. So that's what we're going to dive into today. And, and I'll show you how to incorporate this into your practice. Uh, I do want to just share with you a little, I, I, my wife got me this shirt. It was for Father's Day last year, um, but I'm just going to show it to you because it's just funny. Let's assume I'm right. It'll save time. Now, it's a funny shirt, but actually that is more fitting for my son, uh, who's very tenacious, but I just thought I'd share that with you. Okay, so let's dive in and let's talk about the, the 10th visit checkup, and I'll go through the specifics of how you can incorporate this into your practice. Uh, so, and as you can see on my screen, we are moving along fairly quickly through module five. So keep up and don't miss out because I want to make sure you get all the information that you need. Uh, so let's dive in. And, and just uh, on a side note, uh, as always, we have an upcoming module that we're already in the second half of module five. So we have an upcoming module that's going to be kicking off in November. And uh, I certainly want to make sure that you have all that information too. Um, so the date's on the screen on November 4th. We'll probably, because that's not a live seminar, we'll probably kick it off on the Thursday prior and then just launch right into the eight-week series. For those of you that are new, obviously, um, for those of you who've been with, DC, with me with DC Trainings for a while, you know that if there's, if there's one great thing about how we flow through a module it's that you get information in bite-sized pieces, right? We're not flooding you with a bunch of information. We're not quenching your thirst with a fire hose. We're giving you bits and pieces so that you have time to incorporate those pieces. And then as you build momentum, you then start to step back and say, wow, yes, my practice has really transformed or it has really become more efficient or it has really become more profitable whatever it is that you're seeking, I'm really proud of how you can take this in bits and pieces and slowly incorporate them into your practice. So um, so yeah, stick with it. And uh, today we're going to get into the 10th visit checkup. There's, there's an interesting phenomenon that happens. And that is when, uh, well, picture this, how many of your patients stop coming in when their insurance coverage ends? So maybe they come in and they've got 20 visits for their insurance. And when that's over, Bye-bye, they're gone. Well, obviously, if you could handle those the challenges that, that end up causing a patient to leave before they leave, <laughs> then you can retain those patients and ultimately have a higher patient volume. They're going to get better results because they're continuing with their chiropractic care, and ultimately your practice is going to be doing much better. So would your profits grow if those types of challenges were handled better? Yeah, of course they would. So we're going to talk today about 
just how you can keep your patients under care, provided that their results are going well, and then ultimately everybody wins, right? So we want to keep more of our patients. All right. Uh, and I lost my button here. Let me just see. There we go. Okay. So generally, and this is going back into kind of the recurring payments topic, but patients won't just come right out and tell you that they're going to stop care beforehand. And as we talked about last week on missed appointments or last time on missed appointments, once a patient's not in your office, these days, it's more and more difficult to actually get a hold of those patients or connect with them by phone or by email or by text even, right? It's getting more and more challenging to reconnect with patients. So the time to connect with patients is when they're in the office. And this goes all the way back to the principles of chiropractic, right? We don't adjust through the phone. We don't adjust through the keyboard. We help our patients when they're in the office and we have our hands on them and we can talk to them face-to-face. So given that, that whole way that we provide care for our patients, we want to make sure that we have our eyes out when the patient's in the office for these clues, as we were talking about before with missed appointments and, um, and recurring payments. So just want to point that out because as the screen says, if patients stop their care plan, it will often occur when they feel better or when they don't feel better. And that usually happens around the 10th visit, plus or minus. So we want to have a tickler in the file so that we're checking in with our patients at, at the 10th visit to see, are they, are they on one side of the fence? Are they on the other side of the fence? Or are they just moving right along according to plan? So let's get into what happens on that 10th visit to make sure we, we figure out which way they're headed or which side they're leaning if they're leaning to one side. And um, this is how we do it. So the first part is, when the patient comes in, and I'm going to show you these forms in a minute, but for right now, we just want to talk about the flow. The reception CA provides the patient with what's called the 10th visit survey. And on the 10th visit survey, it's just a couple of questions, and I'll show it to you, but that that patient fills out the survey. It just takes, it's very short, so briefly fills out the, the survey, and then that gets delivered to either the PCA or the PDC. The PCA is your primary chiropractic assistant. This might be another name for an office manager or just your main CA that sort of watches your quality control, watches retention, just has a general finger on the pulse of what's going on in your practice. So that might be the right CA to give that to you uh, if you have you know, a larger practice or you have someone that's assigned to that position. If not, doctors, it's going to come to you because this is a quality control topic. And you want to make sure that if, if there's some hiccups or subluxations in your practice that are allowing patients to either slip through the cracks or not receive the care that they were expecting and then forcing them to leave, you want to be aware of this very quickly. So however you decide to have that delivered, that's where that goes. In my office, it comes to me. And that's even with all the patients I take care of, they come to me and I like to look at them and just see how, how are our surveys going? How is our feedback going? How are our patients perceiving the level of care that they're receiving? So that gets delivered to the CA. And then once that happens, uh, then the, the patient goes back and gets adjusted, right? That's just real simple. They come in, they fill out a survey, they go back to get adjusted. Then I come in. So the doctor has the second part where they're going to come in and they're going to greet the patient, right? You come in, you're going to adjust the patient, 
in whatever fashion you do. So whatever technique you use, you provide that excellent scientific specific chiropractic adjustment and then sit the patient up and we're going to have a quick little conversation and it goes something like this uh daniel just want to say how much we appreciate taking care of you we're making good progress that was a great adjustment today i just want to check in with you and ask you about a couple areas of your care in the office number one are your appointments convenient the times that you um come into the office uh, is it convenient? Are you happy with your results? And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm glossing over them. Let me go back to the screen so I stay on point. Uh, right there. There we go. Okay. So are your appointments convenient? Are your payments comfortable? And are your results satisfactory? Okay. So are the appointment times convenient? And how about your payments? Are the amounts okay for you? Does it still fit your budget okay? Yes, it does. And are you happy with your results? Three things, appointments, payments, results. That's it. Once we've done that, we've checked in to make sure that those are okay, then that's great. Now, the survey could be with the patient or it could be back at the front desk in my box. Either way, I'm still going to ask those questions on that 10th visit. And why am I doing that? Because I want to flush out if the patient, let's say that, for example, here, let me back up. Let's say, for example, that the appointments are not convenient, that the um, the times aren't working out the way that the patient thought they would. And of course, they were more motivated in the beginning when they were in a lot of pain to come in, and now it's not so convenient for them anymore. Um, or maybe their payments, they, they were in a lot of pain before, they were much more motiv motivated to come in, but now they're feeling great and the payments are kind of a stretch on their budget. As we know, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing, right? Maybe if it is a stretch on their budget, we can lower their payments down by reducing the frequency of their adjustments or something to that degree. Or maybe in the beginning, they were uh, really hurting and we were giving great adjustments and now their pain's gone and they're not really feeling like it's such a high priority any anymore. So number three would be the satisfactory results. Are you happy with your results? Oh yeah, I feel great. My pain's gone. I haven't had pain since my third adjustment. How do we respond to that? right? Now, if we don't address those three areas, and, and I've, I'm not going to go into the response to all three of those scenarios I just laid out right now, because we've done all that. We've done that in the daily visits and all of that. What I want you to get from this is to incorporate this checkpoint into your patient flow so that your patients know you care, you're checking in, and you know which side of the fence are they on? Are they on the I'm headed out side of the fence or are they on the I'm staying with you side of the fence, right? So let me just go back to there because I want to show you the surveys as well. All right, so um, convenient appointments, comfortable payments, and satisfactory results. Those are the three things we want to check in on. And I'll just remind you because patients who are still committed uh, after the 10th visit are much more likely to stay long-term, right? Our goal is lifetime care one year at a time. So the patients that that do stick past that point, as I said, are much more likely to stay long-term. And that's what we're after. Uh, sorry, we'll go to the next slide here. So let's assume that your patient is happy with their results, right? The, the appointments are convenient. My payments are fine. I'm really happy with my results. Yep, yep, yep. Thanks, doc. All good. Perfect. Well, what does that lead us into? This is an opportunity to share their experience. So at this point, you would say something to the effect of, wow, I'm so glad that you're happy with your results. Everything's going good. We still have a lot more work to do, right? So 
Don't let them get focused on symptoms and then just disappear. We still have a lot more work to do. So I just want to make sure that you're still committed to following through. Yes, I am. Great. Because I still have big plans for you moving into the future. Okay. So stick with it. But but since you mentioned how happy you are with your results and how great everything's going, how about uh, would you be willing to share that with some of your friends or your family and uh, share it with other people? Because I think lots of people have have not experienced the kinds of results that you are only because they haven't been in to see us at this chiropractic office. <laughs> and I'm, I'm smiling. Let me stop my share because I want to just emphasize this. See, um, I think it was Clarence Gonstead, but it might have actually been BJ. But going way back to the beginning, uh, either BJ Palmer or Clarence Gonstead had this saying. They said, when you are marketing general chiropractic, or sorry, let me change how they said that because I'm, I'm paraphrasing. They were talking about the difference between having general educational posters in your office that talk about the wonderful benefits of chiropractic versus specific testimonials from your patients, right? Rather than saying, chiropractic's great for low back pain, studies show, saying, here's a patient who says, I came to this office and I had incredible results with my low back pain, Okay. In the former, you're marketing chiropractic. In the latter, you're marketing your chiropractic, which in the big picture means that patients are going to be much more likely to drive past many, many, many other offices to get to you and not just choosing choose the most convenient place to go, right? So we want to be aware of that, that general phenomenon. Okay, so where am I going with that? Where I'm going with that is to point out that when you're talking to your patient in this context, like the 10th visit checkup, and they're telling you, I'm so happy with my results. You know, the, um, that's your time to, to explain or chime in with what your unique qualities. Well, you know why your low back pain has gone. It's because we do that really specific type of adjustment. I don't even know if anybody else does that, but we do it for you. And that's why you've had such great results. Would you be willing to share that with other chiropractors? And they say, yeah. When they're, I'm sorry, not other chiropractors, would you, would you be willing to share that with your friends? I'm getting ahead of myself because what they're doing is they're marketing your chiropractic. They're not marketing chiropractic in general. And that's the point I want to make. So this is a great opportunity for you to share your chiropractic through what's listed on the screen. You could ask them, would you be willing to share that on Google? Would you consider writing a review for us on Yelp? Would you write uh, post that on Facebook, right? And, and I want to also remind you because many of us, maybe all of us, have some kind of um, some patients who are in those um, influencers category. What do I mean by that? I don't use a lot of social media. I'm not sure about all of you. I'm sure many of you do. I just don't find myself in front of a computer long enough to actually write something on social media. So. Um, but but I'm I'm kind of the exception. So for many of you, you have patients who come in to see you, and they have huge followings on these social media sites. You should know who they are, because those influencers, as they're called, if they come in and they have great results, and then they decide to write a review on one of those platforms I told you about, whether it's Yelp or Google or Facebook. If it's somebody who has a huge following and they write a review there and you ask them to post something for you, it you may have a large following too, but you're going to have an exponentially larger following by incorporating the help of your patients slash influencers 
with topics like I'm showing you. So don't overlook that opportunity. Find out who the influencers are. Like I said, I don't spend a lot of time on social media, but I know who my patients are. And we've had many of our patients share their unique experiences or their great experiences, unique results, my unique qualities. They share those on those platforms. When we ask if they'd be willing to, they're more than happy to. And so we get broadcasted out through that and we get quite the following. I just had a new patient yesterday. And when we asked, how are you referred to us? He said, uh, on Facebook, that's how he came in. So he somewhere, one of our influencer patients probably posted a post. He saw it and decided to come in and schedule an appointment. So that's the 10th visit checkup. That's how that flow goes. Next, next time we're going to get into, I'll show you the slide here, but we're going to get into progress exams, which as you, the reason why I wanted to show you this screen is you can see how we're just building through this timeline and not to lose track of where we started. This is where with DC trainings, you get to plug in these bite-sized pieces and build on them in an incremental way instead of coming back from a seminar with a whole binder of notes and saying, wow, now I've got to find the time to go through that and try to incorporate it. No, we're going to give you this in bite-sized pieces. The website also has all the pieces there available to you and away you go. So uh, I want to jump over to the website and just show you. Well, let me share my screen again. Go. Okay. Okay. Uh, on, on this, this is on the website, but I wanted to just point this out because one of the materials on the website, which I think does a great job of just sequencing what I've taught you this morning or today is the 10th visit checkup demo. So if you want to watch that video, it's a short video. It just takes the pieces and syncs them together. Patient comes in, they fill out the survey that goes to the PCA or PDC. Then the patient goes back to get adjusted, meets with the PDC, gets the three feedback questions and gets adjusted and they're on their way. So that sequence is on that video for you. It's a nice short video and you can watch that. Um, but into the materials, we have the outline, which I just did. So I don't want to belabor the point too much, <clears throat> but at the 10th visit checkup, oh, I'm sorry, just to reiterate, <clears throat> if patients discontinue, it often occurs when they feel better or they don't feel better. Now I didn't elaborate on that a whole bunch on the slide. So I want to take a minute to do that. When a patient first comes in, whatever motivated them to come in, let's say it was pain of some kind. Yes, and again, another BJ Palmer quote, attract the eye to reach the mind. Attract the eye to reach the mind. So if they came in with pain, that might've been what attracted them to you, but through education, we reach the mind and they then decide, you know what? I wanna continue this great thing called chiropractic. Now, BJ took a different approach he drove down the street in, uh, what is it, Brady Street in Davenport, Iowa, drove down Brady Street with an ambulance with the sirens blaring and all of his epigrams painted on the ambulance, broadcasting chiropractic care to the people that looked when he drove by in an ambulance with the sirens blaring. So that was his way of attracting the eye to reach the mind. We don't have to be quite that extreme these days, but I wanted to just show you that because with our patients, if they came in with pain and we adjust them and the and you know the innate intelligence of the body turns the switch on starts the healing process the body rejuvenate or regenerates itself the power that made the body heals the body and the patient then feels better if they if you don't educate them they may leave because they feel better not understanding the real value of long term chiropractic care Flip side of the coin is, what if a patient has a subluxation that has such advanced degeneration 
I actually just saw a patient with this this morning. She asked me, will I ever be able to get back to normal? And I said, no, she has permanent damage. I mean, can she improve? Absolutely. But the ceiling won't ever really be at 100% because there's permanent damage from longstanding subluxations. So I had to explain that to her. Now, if I hadn't explained that to her and I hadn't checked in with her at the 10th visit checkup to make sure she understood that, she would have mistakenly thought, oh, I still have pain. It's never going to go away. This isn't working for me. So let's go back to our slide just so you can you can follow that, that train of thought. Because if patients discontinue, it often occurs when they feel better or don't feel better. In either case, it's usually around the 10th visit. So if we follow this outline, you'll retain patients longer. So just to quickly go through that summary again, fill out, the patient fills out the survey at the 10th visit. The patient's com the completed survey can go back to see the doctor or it can go into the box of the PCA. The doctor checks in with the patient and asks three questions. There they are. Any questions or concerns around these, around these questions are addressed by the doctor during the consultation. If the patient is satisfied in all categories, the doctor requests they share their experience through an online review. Patient notifies reception as to whether online feedback is approved and continues seeing other patients. Now, if they're not satisfied, then of course you would address that, which is great. You actually have an opportunity to do that if they're not satisfied. But in either case, when we ask them if they'll do a review, then we can walk them up front. The, patient, uh, the CA at the front desk would just text them a link to, to feed them into the review. Now, you may have a preference, and I want to just share this with you. If your preference is, is that your patient does an online review on, let's say, Yelp versus Google or Facebook, you could ask them, would you be willing to do a review on Yelp? And some people will say, oh, yeah, I'm a Yelper. I'll do that, right? I've got tons of reviews on Yelp. Other people might say, no, I don't use Yelp. I use Google. Okay, great. We can send you a link for Google. So you can you can send them a link through texting to either one of the platforms that they choose, or even a couple if they choose. And that way they get that link, it goes right to their phone, and then they can just link right in to write that review. Um, this brief consultation should occur in conjunction with serving other patients and is conducted by the doctor after the patient's adjustment. Okay, so that's the outline of how that goes. Here's the script. I'd like to get feedback about your progress so far. This is in the doctor's part. Okay, are your scheduled appointment times working well for you? Yeah, they're working out fine. Are you happy with your adjustments so far? Yes, I have more energy and I feel better. Are your payment arrangements affordable for you? Yeah, they're affordable. Is there anything we can do to serve you better? Nope, I'm happy with our pro with my progress. And what I would add right there is, would you be would you be willing to do a review for us? Instead, it says, thank you. We appreciate caring for you and are looking forward to seeing more improvement in the upcoming year. Not in the upcoming visit, right? Keep that big picture approach going, but uh, and then add in the review. Here's the actual survey. Uh, we have that on dctrainings.com, of course. You can just download it, cut the page into three strips. Those get turned sideways and put into a little brochure holder on the front counter. So the CA can just easily grab one and hand it to the patient. They're smaller. They look real, you know, it looks nice when they're smaller. It's very fast. Uh, here's a sample of that right here. And in this one, of course, they added a comment. More cookies in the lobby. Ha ha. <laughs> but that's there too. Okay. So um, anyway, so that's that's those materials. They're all there for you on the website. Uh, I do want to check in and just see if there's any questions. And I am going to pull the webinar in a little bit shorter today. 
Uh, I have a, actually my quarterly staff meeting is happening today. Every quarter we have an all staff meeting and we go through all of our goals, our results. We go through the goals tracking system, which I didn't show you uh, today. I know I've shown you many times, but I'm just going to repeat that here because I have to say, if you're not keeping your results in the goals tracking system, I want to share a story with you. Um, we're hiring right now. And I was interviewing a new CA who has experience as an office manager at another doctor's office. And when I showed her, I, I, she, I, she was asking, you know, what are your expectations of me? Which I thought was a great question, right? We can obviously tell our employees what our expectations are. But during the interview, for an applicant to say, I need to know what your expectations are of me so I can determine if I'll be a good fit here. I thought that was a really great, intelligent question. So when she asked that question, I showed her the success rate reports and she was blown away. She said, that is amazing, uh, this, fantastic. I love to see that. I'm gonna just show them to you here. And uh, there we go. Yes, so I, I don't share any of your results with anybody in DC trainings. They're all confidential, but I don't mind sharing mine with you because I think it's motivation, motivation for you and or maybe educational is more important. For you to be able to see uh, what I'm doing there, so um, so this is our success rate report. I printed this out for her and showed her exactly how we're tracking towards our goals for the end of the year. We're at 93, so we're very close. We need to bump it up a little bit, but uh, I showed that to her, and she um, she was immediately impressed. She said, "That is really amazing. You track all this, and your whole team knows how this works." and Everybody has their role. And actually, I'm going to go back to my screen because I want to just show this to you. And I said, yes, they have their role. They each are assigned specific accountability in the office to which they are responsible for. So when you look at my screen, I, you can see exactly who in my office does what. So here, Kiara, who does a great job, she is assigned to patient visits. If I go here and I pull up Anna, she's assigned to new patients, right? So it's specifically assigned to individuals so that they know exactly what they're responsible for in the office. And that was something that just made a huge difference. So anyways, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but all that to say, I don't know how else to say it. If you're not using the goals tracking system, you're not utilizing some of the, one of the best benefits of DC trainings. Aside from the information, how can you measure your progress in your practice towards your goals? And this is exactly the tool that you need. I use it every day in my practice. I have for more than 10 years now, and it's just a phenomenal tool to build accountability in your office and build results that you can strive for and know that everybody in the team is also striving for those results. I'll tell you another person that was actually really impressed with this. Um, we just switched to a new bookkeeper. Uh, for our office and um, great, uh, building a great relationship. His name's Randy. I really appreciate him. I showed him the goals tracking system. And even from the accounting side, he was really impressed. I know I'm kind of selling it, but just want to, and actually, I don't know for those of you that are using it, because I know many of you are, um, by the way, I want to say, give a shout out because two of you that are using it are some of our top performers in DC trainings. And I've, I've given a shout out to you over the past couple of weeks. But so with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up a little early. I don't know if you heard my phone ringing, but I have our meeting for the whole team we're going into. I want to prepare for that. But thank you for being part of DC trainings. Thank you for taking great care of your patients. Thank you for using the tools in DC trainings to take great care of your patients because I know they help. And I will look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks again. Thank you.
If you would like to become a member of DC Trainings, be sure to head on over to dctrainings.com to get started today.